0: NUGA Radio, 92.7 FM's news. Now. A man was killed in what the police are now calling a road rage incident on Hickory Valley Road. It happened on Wednesday night. The police say the two men were sitting at a stoplight in separate cars at an intersection with East Brainer Road when one man got out of his car and allegedly assaulted the other man as he sat in his vehicle. As he was being attacked, the man pulled a gun and fired, mortally wounding the other man. No charges have been filed against the man who pulled the trigger as multiple witnesses backed up his story of self defense. The father of a missing five year old girl, Summer Wells, out of Hawkins County, told the Kingsport Times that there's a good chance his daughter is no longer alive. The TBI and local law enforcement, along with hundreds of other agencies from across the state, have participated in the search for the missing girl. Despite their untiring efforts, she's still not been found. CARTA announced that their bus fares will be going back to normal and all routes are now back open. Russell Straub, Nuga Radio News Talk, 92.7 Action News, now. 92.7
1: Nuga Radio.
0: Stubbed your toe?
1: Ouch, 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 ouch. Painful. Oh, Don't worry, it won't hurt. It's just a little needle prick. Oh, ow! Getting your important documents notarized should not be painful. Ah. Call your mobile notary now at 423-313-8730. That's 313-8730. Your mobile notary now offers convenient, easy, affordable, and painless notarization. Your mobile notary now will come to you or pick a convenient location. Bonded, licensed, and insured in Tennessee. Call your mobile notary now at 423-313-8730. That's 313-8730. Your mobile notary now is your solution for fast, affordable notarization. No jobs too big or too small. Call your mobile notary now at 423-313-8730. That's 313-8730. 313-8730 for your mobile notary now. On Facebook, search your mobile notary now. Hey, watch this. Ouch. Now that looks painful.
0: Alerting Engine 1, Chattanooga Safety Products is your stop for a new pair of Timberland Pro Tactical Footwear. Timberland Pro's Tactical Footwear comes with a 30-day comfort guarantee, has blood-borne pathogen resistant liner, is metal detector friendly, has side zipper, and is available in smaller sizes. Engine 1 is clear, dispatch, and now en route to Chattanooga Safety Products for our new tactical
2: footwear from Timberland Pro.
0: Engine 1, you're now responding to Chattanooga Safety Products located 4423 Highway 58, Suite 4, open Monday through Friday and some Saturdays. Dispatch, can you advise of any discounts available at Chattanooga Safety Products? Engine 1, Chattanooga Safety Products offers a 20% discount for all first responders, military personnel, and anyone who has received their COVID-19 vaccine. Dispatch, can you re-advise the location of Chattanooga Safety Products? Engine one. Cattanooga Safety Products is located on Highway 58 in the Plaza 58. Open Monday through Friday, some Saturdays, 423-305-7740. Engine 1, clear, dispatch. Engine 1, dispatch is clear.
3: Movies, television, video games. These days it's hard to tell what's real and what's not.
1: Luka Radio, 92.7.
2: I remember when you used to look so good and I did everything that I possibly could for you. We used to ride around all over town, but they're putting you down for being around with me. But you can go ahead if you want to, cause I ain't got no papers on.
4: Nougat Radio, Radio.com, 92.7 on the FM band. I'm going to speak quickly. We're going to move quickly. Russell has left the studio. The Argonaut's still in here, and Madam Jen is still in here. We've given, her, we've given her a raise and a promotion. She's not Pimp Jen anymore. She's Madam Jen. Um, and those of you watching Facebook Live, remember you're listening to the radio. And this is the Explore More Hour Fridays from 9 to 10, where we talk about outdoor activities and things that will get you off the couch one way or the other. Coming up soon, our first local female Eagle Scout. Boy Scout became an Eagle Scout. Two young ladies have made it. The first one That's cool. is going to join us, awesome. if not, next Friday, the Friday after that. Uh, but we're talking about the new Olympic sports. We're going to have to move pretty quick here because we got three we're going to cover. And we have folks who can certainly talk about the sport and hopefully the impact that uh, they might have on the Olympics and vice versa. Our first guest is uh, Zach. Zach, give me your last name again.
2: Last name is Lesh Huey.
4: Exactly the way I would think it should be pronounced, but I didn't want it. It had a hyphen in it, so I just it scared me.
2: It's the gift my parents gave
4: me. <laughs> yeah, just, my kids' names are hyphenated, too, so I'm oh, sure good. they get the, the same thing. Uh, so Zach is in here with us and uh, works with uh, Chad Weigel, our guest in here frequently. And your title is?
2: I'm the Southeast Regional Director for Access Fund.
4: Access Fund was going and trying to get more places to climb.
2: That's exactly right.
4: That's what it boils down to. You've been climbing for how long?
2: About twenty five years now, a little bit little bit long.
4: Are you surprised that rock climbing is an Olympic sport? I mean pure and simple.
2: I am surprised and, and um, you know, we didn't expect it necessarily. I think for a lot of climbers we're just out there doing our thing. It's a way of life, a way to pass the time, have fun in the woods. So to see it um, hit the level of an Olympic sport is a totally new thing. In
4: Tokyo, and I just mentioned this, that the original, there were only three countries that that fielded a full team originally, and they've added to that. We were one of them, us, Japan, and France, I think. That's two men and two women. There are more now.
2: That's right. Yeah. No, you're right about a full team. And then there are uh, quite a few other countries bringing climbers. climbers. That's right. But do, not a full team like that. Do you, do, you, do you know any of these names? Do you know any of these guys? Yeah, folks? yes. The, the U.S. Olympic team, I know those folks. It's, uh, you know, I could list them off for you. But, sure. Uh, Nathaniel Coleman out of Salt Lake City. Um, Colin Duffy out of Boulder, Colorado area. Kyra Condi is someone to watch out of Boulder. And uh, another one to watch is Brooke uh, Rabutu. Her mom is a former world champion climber. Dad's a former world champion climber. So she's going to be interesting to watch.
4: All right. When in, in Tokyo, now Japan's got plenty of mountains. It's got more than Fuji, believe it or not. There's, there's more mountains than that. They got plenty of walls. They got plenty of rock, but there's going to be an indoor course. Yeah. An indoor planned course.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, all of the events will be on artificial climbing walls, not on outdoor natural sure. climbing. So, um, it'll be uh, sport climbing with a rope for safety, bouldering, and then speed climbing. Are the three Olympic? I was events. unaware Flash, of the third the speed one. Speed climbing, school. yeah.
4: Okay, so I uh, do. They would uh, on a, uh, so they say, go. You're you're on a, a speed course. Is it your choice how to get up, or is it a specified route you have to take? Yeah. Talking about scoring now, right? Yeah,
2: great question. So the speed is a new element, and it's controversial actually because there's some climbers who think it's not really not really the
4: way you need not to be really moving. the way
2: we climb. Yeah. So they wonder why it's part of it, but it's a part of it. American so, Ninja. yeah, and That's why. It, it kinda, you might see a little inspiration yeah. there, but it's two climbers. Um, they Well, I don't know if they go head-to-head in the Olympics, but it's timed. It's mm. a set standard course, so everyone climbs the same, same sequence. And then, it's yeah, it's just for speed with the clock at the top. So it's an insane feat to watch how quickly a climber can move up this vertical it wall. It can be
4: argued that that might be leading toward a more dangerous edge to the sport right
2: it could be but they've got a harness on they've got a, a safety rope that's going with them the whole way and and some of them are hitting the top in you know six how, seconds how much oh of judging,
4: how much judging will be to technical <clears throat> moves i mean the the degree of difficulty and your approach to making that move happen and how, how do you judge something like that
2: well it's uh the good news is it'd be really hard to judge uh on a climbing wall and so the good news is you'll be able to measure a climber's performance by the difficulty and just how high they make it on any of these walls. So you've got the speed event, but you've also got bouldering, which is without a rope on a short wall. Sure. You're just... Pure difficulty. Gymnastic movements. Yeah. and Attainment moves. That's right. And and that's going to select out the strongest climber real quickly. Someone's going to make it only a few moves, then the best one you're going to see him make it to the top. And just the same on the sport climbing wall, which, you know, is... 70 feet or so it'll be roped up that too. You'll see some climbers fall low and not make it very far, but the best ones are going to make it to the top or close.
4: Do you see people who excel? I mean, cause we talked about this before bouldering I, I, when I was still actually pittering around and climbing. I had so many friends that were doing it. And sometimes I would go out and, and you'd see somebody just kind of, they were waiting for their turn, you know, or they were, they, they weren't on belay, they were hanging out and they'd just be bouldering just for fun just to be kind of getting their chops ready for a climb. And then that became a sport. Do you see people who actually excel at bouldering who are not as good at actual ascents?
2: Yeah. Um, all these Olympians, they've got different strengths and you you might make an argument that like a different body type is better at bouldering lighter, uh, more compact, more gymnastic that said, you're going to see a whole diversity of body types doing all these crazy moves, difficult climbing moves. So, uh, on the other hand, you know, you you might lose the argument that any one body type is good at one or the other.
4: My next question was when will they quit saying men's and women's bracket and just go to height? You know, we've over six feet and under four feet, you know, have to compete because that's what gives you an advantage in climbing. It's not your sex.
2: No. Uh, well, could you have a good discussion on this one. <laughs> yeah. Strength to weight ratio, obvious uh, factor strength, in yeah. climbing strength to weight ratio. It helps to be light in sure. climbing. There's just no question. So whether you're a guy or a girl, it helps to be light. So I like your question, you yeah. know, maybe we could get rid of the category and, and honestly to women's performance, is equally men's and climbing in so many instances now. So it's a question I wonder about sometimes.
4: Do you think that this will come off well as a spectator sport? I mean, I know there are always people yeah. standing around watching, but there are other climbers. I mean, people are going, "Okay, I'll give this a shot." Like curling, you know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm a little watch. Do you think it'll work?
2: That's a good. I I haven't gotten into curling. No, offense to any
4: curling. <laughs> I just but, you know, none <laughs> of us are ever going to play. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: no, I, there's a lot of anticipation in the climbing community that, that this will inspire more people to climb. Already climbing gyms are everywhere now in the country on every corner, and that's created a lot of new Olympia, uh, Olympians. Sure. these Olympians. They've come out of climbing gyms. But yeah, I think the Olympics are going to inspire people, people to climb, but as a spectator sport, I think that's an open question. I'm curious to see how the general public watches it. Is it going to be like watching grass grow, or is it going to be exciting to them? I think
3: it's exciting. I think yeah. it's definitely exciting. <laughs> the more Do you falls, think the that, better. that it's
2: been a long time coming that this is now an Olympic sport? I know there's organizations that have worked on it for a long time. Uh, the International Federation of Sport Climbing. Here in the U.S., it's USA Climbing that um, handles sport climbing, competition climbing. They've advocated to the Olympic Committee to get it in there for a while. The one thing they had to prove was that yes it is a good spectator sport mm-hmm. so they've taken pains to uh film all their world cups yeah. show how um interesting and cool that is and um yeah so it's taken a lot of years to, to get it in the olympics I
4: right, uh i want you to take a second and talk just get a plug in for your organization now you guys have had uh, a lot of acquisitions we've talked about most of them Uh, the most recent one, the the Woodcock area. yeah, Uh, And that's not far from my neck of the woods up there. But I mean, you guys are hitting a lick right now. So get a plug in for you guys.
2: Yeah. So uh, I work for Access Fund. We're the National Climbing Advocacy and Conservation Group. So like you said, we're all about opening new places to climb. We work with a great local partner here, Southeastern Climbers Coalition. They crush it. They do loads of great work. And you just mentioned the best recent example. We work together to buy and open to the public this area called Woodcock Cove over in Dunlap. Mm. Amazing new natural area to hike, but also this world-class climbing area. So it's
4: open to anybody who wants to go. You don't have to go in there toting rope.
2: Not just yet, but it it will be open to hiking and climbing, so you don't have to go in there and be a rock climber. It's beautiful scenic views over Sequatchie Valley. Right now, though, um, Southeastern Climbers Coalition is building out the parking, building out the trails, so it's not... Quite yet open for business, but maybe by this fall.
4: Um, I've, I've often thought that um, one of the coolest things about Chattanooga is on a good night, spring, summer, fall, when there are things going on downtown, aquariums lit up, and there are outside climbers on the wall. Yeah, you know, out there at the, at the climbing uh, gym, the area. Do you call them gyms? Yeah, uh, and you know, and, and people not from here, and they look up and they see these people literally hanging off and rappelling down the side of the building. That's unique to us. I mean, it's certainly in the Southeast.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a special spot down there, downtown. And actually there's a speed climbing wall set to the Olympic standard right outside right there. Yeah. So folks can go try it after they've watched it on. on safely. The Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. Safely. safely. I
4: remember when they first opened up, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I did that yeah. on the air. Which was <laughs> oh, oh, I cussed a lot. They had to hit the drop <laughs> button several times. And I did just get back from Boulder out there, and it is uh, rather remarkable. You don't see as many people with boats on their cars, a lot of bikes, but you see a lot of people who are heading somewhere to climb or are climbing everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Chattanooga's a mecca for it. I call it the Ellis Island of rock climbing. There's new climbers moving here all the time, and I meet meet them every week. So, yeah, we're in a special place for it.
4: Final question: As far as the Olympics goes, out of all the countries that are sending climbers, is there one that's dominant? I mean, is yeah, is it? Is are the yeah. you, Americans uh, the ones to beat or? Is,
2: I, I, I'm sad to say Americans may not be dominant, but we we could get in there for sure, and we have good medal chances. There is the greatest of all time on the women's side, Janja um, Ganbreit. I'm messing up her name, but she's from Slovenia. Slovenia and their culture is one where the top sport pretty much is climbing. Really, they're on the front page of newspapers. Note to self: Yeah, and did um, not know that she's crushing it. She just eats every competition she does for breakfast. Does it with a great attitude. To watch her and the men's side, the Japanese climbers are really really good. So climbing's big in Japan. Sure, and um, and the guy named uh, Tomoa Narasaki it could could take it.
4: Traditional alpine countries: Italy, Austria.
2: Yeah, they've got some strong contenders. Austria, uh, Jacob Schubert, he's been a dominant, but um, great climbing name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, got a great climbing name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but so the European countries will bring some strong contenders, but those two folks are definitely gold medal contenders there.
4: Well, I'm going to be hmm. true, and I, I, one of the things I like about sports on TV. Is because it's really live, especially live when you can get it. That's really the ultimate in TV broadcasting. You've got to do it right. You got to have the best people there to pull it off. And so I'll be interested to see how they handle these new sports. I mean, because I mean, I love to watch. Hang gliding a very aesthetically pleasing sport. But it's not a big spectator sport. They come by and they go, woo, that was pretty. And they're gone. You know, I mean, yeah. and uh, so it's it, it, it has challenges.
2: It does have challenges and they're starting to work on that. One cool thing they've added is a more general commentator and then they'll bring on one of the professional athletes to join the commentation. It just helps add perspective and insight when you're watching someone dangle from three fingers in a handhold, and yeah. that athlete can describe that experience.
4: You need dude from Best to Show that doesn't know anything that makes stupid comments that people can <laughs> laugh at. There, you know, I mean, just
2: comic comment. Really, I could do that. Yeah, you know, I, I
4: could do that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we got a we got a breakaway here. Uh, what's the number? Information number, contact number, Facebook page
2: for me? AccessFund.org. Check us out. SeClimbers.org. Check them out.
4: Zach, good to see you, man.
2: Thanks to Mike. Thank you so
4: much for swinging by. I'm looking forward to it. All right. We're going to switch over to karate and skateboarding uh, over the course of the rest of this hour. Explore more.
1: 92.7 Nuga Radio. Three,
3: two, one.
0: Canada, NUGA Radio, 92.7 FM's news now. The county school board will decide on Monday who will fill the shoes of Superintendent Dr. Brian Johnson. He announced that he'll be retiring by August the 17th, so an interim has to be selected quickly. They're taking applications starting now. The father of missing five-year-old girl Summer Wells of Hawkins County told the press there's a good chance his daughter is no longer alive. Despite the best efforts of law enforcement to track down his daughter, so far nothing has turned up. Mr. Wells believes His daughter was abducted, but law enforcement say they don't suspect foul play. And a man was killed in what the police are calling a road rage incident on Wednesday night. The police say that a man got out of his vehicle on Hickory Valley Road and attacked another man in his car. The victim reportedly then pulled a gun and opened fire, killing his attacker. He has not been charged as multiple witnesses backed up his story of self-defense. Russell Straub, Niggle Radio News Talk, 92.7 Action News, now.
1: The Cell Surgeon is celebrating
0: $50 Fix-A-Phone Friday. If
1: you're one of the first five people to walk through the door or call to make an appointment, 509-8633. Fix-A-Phone Friday. $50 fixes an iPhone 6, 7, or 8 series. That's Cell Surgeon on Fix-A-Phone Friday. So whether the problem is internal or external, $50 gets it fixed for iPhone series 6, 7, and 8 at The Cell Surgeon, 1906 Gun Barrel Road. Next to Starbucks, 8898 Old Lee Highway, Ottawa. And in Hickson, Route 150. Next to the UPS store, thecellsurgeon.com You're committing to buying a
2: long gun, your first pistol, but where to get it? Dave's Shooting Supply says start at the revolutionary Glock Semi-Auto. There's one just right for you at Dave's The Case is Full. Lift and aim the Panzer Arms Semi-Auto Shotgun for sweeping self-defense. There's a lock and load AR-15 for you on the wall. New to gun owning? <laughs> no worries. Dave is very patient. He'll take care of you. Have a stake in the Second Amendment. Act today. Red Bank. Dave's shooting supply.
0: Trying to lease residential property? You need to know the Evernest difference. Evernest wants you to stop paying overpriced competitors for less service. At Evernest, they find the highest quality tenants and boast an incredible 1% delinquency rate. And they have no hidden management fees. Here's the Evernest guarantee. We are so confident in our product that you can terminate your contract with us for any reason at any time. Call John today at 454-3854 or go to Evernest.co. Evernest, national company, local team. They don't own your property. They just act like they do.
3: Redstone Estates, upscale senior living without the upscale price, is now open. Redstone Estates is conveniently located in the East Brainerd area, just off Concord Road. Be a part of our fresh, friendly, fun community at Redstone Estates, just two miles from Hamilton Place Mall and Erlinger East Hospital. Schedule your tour now at the all-new Redstone Estates. Call 423-541-9300 or simply go online to redstoneestates.org. See you at Redstone Estates. 92.7 Nuga
1: Radio. Join Jeff Styles in the morning and me, Sean Hannity, every afternoon on Nuga Radio 92.7 FM. Nuga Radio
5: 92 7.
4: This was not planned, but this is perfect bumper music. Not only is it sticking with our theme of mountain summer music or mountain summer bumper music for this week, since I got back from Colorado and it's the summertime. There is no band that in my opinion, solidifies, epitomizes and embodies the skate punk ethic than Jane's Addiction. I mean, they they were surfers and boarders before they were musicians. This is early Jane's Addiction, simply called Mountain Song.
1: This is good Jane's Addiction.
4: Yeah, that, that was when they were just undebatably just the chisel. We're going to be talking about skateboarding next as an Olympic sport. And uh, this is one that, and, and, and this is not, not the kind of, of boarding that I used to do, just downhill longboarding, boarding, stuff like that. It was just me and gravity. I was never a trickster, but I do have jeremy vest on the line with us and i'm very glad to have him here he's digital media director for braille skateboarding and jeremy thank you for joining us buddy
5: hey thanks for having me
4: it is our pleasure and uh first of all start with just kind of you and braille skateboarding i know you guys have uh followers all over the world like millions uh and you've actually got some olympic connections so kind of just tell me about what your organization's about
5: Sure. So we're the largest YouTube skateboarding channel in the world. Uh I just moved to Chattanooga about a year ago. Cool. But um yeah, I get to fly out there a lot and, and yeah, we, we basically help people learn how to skateboard and have fun doing it, doing silly things like dropping in on a class skateboard and just, just having a lot of fun and uh a lot of entertainment. We have several of the skaters uh in the Olympics that actually come to our facility in San Francisco and, and skate with us often. So we definitely have, you know, three or four different skaters and that are going to be in the Olympics next week.
4: And that's, it's obviously wonderful to actually know people representing your nation in the Olympics. I mean, I, that's happened maybe a couple of times in my life. And that's, those are kind of gold medal moments for just, you know, for those of us who live vicariously through people. So, um, Let me kind of jump into the the scoring aspect of it and try to tell people how to watch this sport as an Olympic event. As I understand it, there's going to be two courses or two types. We'll have street courses and park courses. Tell folks the difference.
5: Yeah, so the park course is going to be like in a bowl where people, you you have like a five or ten foot transition and people fly out of them, and, you know, that's kind of what you see Tony Hawk do, and yes. then the street course is kind of like walking down the street where you see a, a handrail yeah. or a set of stairs, and that that's definitely diff, way different to, you know, disciples. There's, there's the people blasting ten feet out of the, the bowls, and then people jumping down a set of really big stairs so totally different um parts of the sport but they're both really entertaining
4: the yeah the 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 park courses being more the the concave bowls pools you know but think of the pool you know guys the the dog boys of z town and uh you know the, that that sort of thing knobs and there's certainly going to be air and, and a lot of grabs and i don't understand i know certain terms, ollies and this and that and other stuff, but it's going to be kind of more like watching snowboarding, I guess, to a degree, even though some snowboarding has kind of gone to street courses as well. And they have rails as well. And they have walls that they hit. Um, do you specialize in one or the other, or do you have athletes that do both?
5: Um, there's one athlete. His name is Andy Anderson. And he is, he just, um, ranked in the top like 10 or 15 in the world for freestyle skateboarding. He does street and park. Now in this event, he only qualified for park, but, um, there's only a couple of people in the world that can do multiple, uh, skateboarding events. It's just that difficult.
4: What, what do you think would be, well, what, what is the, what is the most dangerous thing that these athletes will be doing on this course? And I'm sure you've seen, you know, at least mock-ups of the course if not you know photographs and everything What what's 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 yeah. the what's the thing that's going to basically create the the biggest challenge
5: you know it's interesting all disciplines of skateboarding I mean you're separating yourself from a few feet from concrete you know yeah. um, and it doesn't so give concrete
4: doesn't give I promise you
5: not at all um, I'm 45 I still skateboard every day and hurts. <laughs> it hurts <Yeah>. it really does <laughs> so the, the the biggest fear is just landing incorrect so, like, let's say you land on your head, or you know, the board—you land on your board and flip out, and you know, really forcefully hit your elbow or head or something. That's that's really the fear. Sure. Whether it's park or street, it doesn't really matter. It's just about the landing and the fall. These skaters are some of the best fallers, like stuntmen in the world. if sure. you think about it, ninety percent of the time you're on your skateboard, you're falling. So you have to get really, really good at gently placing your body
4: on the ground. And actually the, the the next segment, we'll be talking about karate and a part of that sport as well. in judo martial arts is learning how to fall, how to distribute Absolutely. your weight, how not to injure yourself. You know, you're going to go down at some point and, and you, and you're, you're uh, downhill boarding, long boarding for the most part, which is what I did so much of, you know, you would come off the board at certain times, you had a good running start. You had at least, you know, two steps to make the, you know, death dive into the grass and off the asphalt. When you just hit something that is just a notch in the road and it stops you dead and your body's still continuing to go 25 miles an hour and it hits like a mouse trap, that hurts. You are exactly right. I don't care how young and tough you are. That'll rally your bones.
5: No, no doubt.
4: Now, now, uh, who I'm going to say the same question I had of our rock climber. Is there a nation that excels? I would assume it would be America, but I could be wrong.
5: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the, the Japanese have really started kicking the Americans, butts in a lot of the, (laughs) the, um, contests that have been happening recently, I will say like my gut feeling is, um, Americans will definitely take top three and all, you know, and both men's and women's street and park. Um, but the Japanese are very, very much getting to our level, if not better in some ways. So it's going to be a toss up this year for sure.
4: I don't know. Um, I've mentioned this video a couple of times this week. I'm going to send it to you if you're not uh, not aware of it. There's a local punk band called Fault Lines that has done a very Chattanooga, indigenous, Chattanooga-centric video. Uh, and it features a lot of footage out of the skate park and quite a bit inside the climbing gym as well. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly celebrating the things that Chattanooga is getting better known for and those outdoor adventure adrenaline producing sports, but how far can we go? As long as it's still illegal in our town, <laughs> it, it, it frustrates me. I mean, you can buy a skateboard and walk outside and you're illegal all of a sudden. Right, when can we get all yeah, these things there, changed?
5: Kids, kids need something to do. And, and skateboarding honestly is positive. A lot of people have missed, you know, thoughts on on it but ultimately um i'm working with some of the older guys like myself here trying to get more skate parks built from red bank to chattanooga and you know it's 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 honestly a positive thing in the world um unfortunately a lot of places in the south still look at it very negatively but it doesn't have to be
2: how excited are you that this is now an
3: olympic sport
5: i'm very excited you know a lot of core skateboarders, like the biggest skateboarders in the world are are not excited at all because Hmm. going back to that punk rock philosophy of, you know, the the just skaters are you're too too cool to do things that are mainstream. But personally, um, you know, the last five or six years I've lost like forty pounds skateboarding. It's it's really mentally just a great thing to do, you know, physical activity. I'm I'm a big proponent of it, and I do believe, and we've seen um, sales and skateboarding just already spike through the roof, and I believe this will have another reinsurgence of skateboarding after the sixes.
4: I hope you're right. Again, I mean, you can take your board and put it in the car, put it on the back of your bike, you can carry it on your back, you can take it wherever you want to go, you got 20 minutes to kill, you can board. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it.
3: I have posted one of your uh, skateboard videos from YouTube to our
2: Facebook page so that people can check you guys out.
4: Get a a plug-in for your organization. How do people get in touch with you, Facebook or phone numbers or whatever?
5: Yeah, the easiest way is just go to YouTube and type in Braille Skateboarding um, or anything, how to skateboard, how to ollie, how to kickflip, and we'll show up.
4: All right, why, why Braille with just a few seconds left?
5: Uh, we're positive. We don't cuss and do drugs on air, and you know, like we're we're just a, a good family-friendly organization, and that's where I think skateboarding's heading.
4: Well, there you go. And I do understand why some of the purists might not like it. I mean, just think about you know surfers who don't want to ever give up their break to outsiders, and I, th- I think they're that that attitude spreads to other extreme sports. You know, they don't want it to be Absolutely. too popular because it makes them less special. Um, and and I, I get where that comes from. Well, man, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to say thanks to my friend Brent Sanders, the local artist, who is a longtime boarder and and uh, reached out to him. He got me in touch with Mr. Vest here, and and I appreciate it, man. And we're going to be watching with great interest next week. Thank you.
5: Have a great day.
4: Thank you, man. All right. Next up, karate. Karate, art of the open
3: hand. Karate.
4: Karate.
0: Chatter, Radio, 92.7 FM's news now. A man was killed in what the police are now calling a road rage incident on Hickory Valley Road. It happened on Wednesday night. The police say the two men were sitting at a stoplight in separate cars at an intersection with East Brainerd Road when one man got out of his car and allegedly assaulted the other man as he sat in his vehicle. As he was being attacked, the man pulled a gun and fired, mortally wounding the other man. No charges have been filed against the man who pulled the trigger as multiple witnesses backed up his story of self-defense. The father of a missing five-year-old girl, Summer Wells, out of Hawkins County, told the Kingsport Times that there's a good chance his daughter is no longer alive. The TBI and local law enforcement, along with hundreds of other agencies from across the state, have participated in the search for the missing girl. Despite their untiring efforts, she's still not been found. CARTA announced that their bus fares will be going back to normal and all routes are now back open. Russell Strap, Nougat Radio News Talk, 92.7 Action News. Now. 92
1: 7 Radio. You could be driving a Kia. Oh, yes, you could. Kia of Chattanooga. This is Taft Butcher from Kia of Chattanooga. If you'd like to know why now's the best time ever to buy a new Kia, please call me now. Inventory shortages nationwide have caused the value of your current vehicle to skyrocket. So cash in your vehicle now at Kia of Chattanooga and Lisa 2021 Kia Soul XLS for just $199 per month. Yes, a new Kia Soul for $199 per month. Plus, Kia of Chattanooga will take any trade, in any condition.
0: Stock number 2 one k 923 36 month lease, 10,000 miles per year, thirty-two eighty-three due to signing. Plus, tax tag title, complete
6: 699 fees zero security deposit. Of Kia of
0: Chattanooga, oh
5: yes you could.
1: This is Taft Butcher, and we want to see you in IKEA. The sooner you come in, the more you save at Kiev Chattanooga, 153 in Chalford Road. Call 423-855-1022 or Kievchattanooga.com. Redstone Estates,
3: upscale senior living without the upscale price, is now open. Redstone Estates is conveniently located in the East Brainerd area, just off Concord Road. Be a part of our fresh, friendly, fun community at Redstone Estates. Just two miles from Hamilton Place Mall and Erlinger East. Hospital. Schedule your tour now at the all-new Redstone Estates. Call 423 541 or simply go online to redstoneestates.org. See you at Redstone Estates. Hi, I'm
1: Rick Davis. With the uncertainty surrounding the financial markets, we're going to pay for the next 10 days 100% on your gold or silver bullion. There's no better place to invest your money than with bullion. Protect yourself against inflation and financial turmoil. We're going to pay for the next 10 days. 100% on your gold or silver bullion. Stop by and let me show you how purchasing bullion is a simple and safe way to invest in your financial future. Rick Davis, Gold and Diamonds, 5301 Brainerd Road. I look forward to seeing you. Motorcycle
2: season is here. Time to put your knees in the breeze. Renegade Classics has you covered, from helmet to boots and everything in between. Need patches for your vests? They
3: can sew them on while you shop, or just drop them off. Ladies, check out their huge selection of women's apparel. They even have helmets for the kiddos. If you're taking the motorcycle safety course, get 15% off your purchase of required safety gear. Find Renegade Classics at 5888 Brainerd Road. Renegade Classics. Finance your ride, not your gear.
4: All right, folks, listen up. There's a new place in town. It's called Yellow Racket Records. Not Yellow Jacket. I'm a dog fan. I can't say Yellow Jacket. My head would burst into flame. Yellow Racket Records, a touch and feel record store for vinyl and music lovers. Not touchy feely. It's a place where you can have a tactile experience. Pick up the album, look at it, look at the liner notes, look at the artwork like you used to be able to do. Yellow Racket Records, a place for music lovers to discover, hear, and buy new or pre-loved records. Great staff, great owners, great prices, great coffee, comfortable chairs. What else can you ask for in a music listening experience? Located at 2311 East Main Street, downtown Chattanooga, right next to Charlie's Barbecue yellowracketcha.com or on Facebook at Yellow Racket Records CHA. Their number is 423-806-3003
1: Yellow Racket Records Music for Passionate Listeners He stands up for what's right. Do Americans deserve to have integrity, confidence, faith in their elections? There's one voice that cuts through the fake news. This will be impacting the economies in your states in ways that I can't even begin to fathom. We're the home of Sean Hannity. You really believe that government can provide every single thing you want, need, and desire in life free? What do you think it's going to do to business people? Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me each afternoon, 3 to 6, right here on NUGA Radio 92.7. This is pretty much the worst video ever made.
5: The final mountain summer
4: song had to go to John Denver, didn't I? I I'm contractually obligated to go to John Denver if you're talking about it. trip to the rocky mountains in the summertime the mountain song is the name of that one it's
6: right um, in the paperwork
4: yeah i was gonna say i had to sign duplicates mm-hmm. um since then Corey green is in here with us and we're going to talk about one of the other new sports in olympics certainly well, not a new sport but in olympics it is in tokyo karate karate mm-hmm. part of the open hand <laughs> and uh cory Corey's been on the show with me several times before. Get a plug in for yourself and your your, your business real quick, if you would.
6: Sure, sure. Um, we're located on Ringwood Road. We moved here uh, about a year and a half ago, right before the virus, actually, into a new space. And it's called Green's Karate. We're the largest and only traditional full-time school here.
4: You've, you've worked with youth a lot, mm-hmm. as I remember the last several times we've taught. Sometimes special needs youth. Correct, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Karate clearly a good sport for them.
6: Yes, yeah, yes, it's. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to license out what I do. I'm already doing that. I'm getting ready to like almost a franchise. Well, franchise is one thing, but licensing out, teaching people how to teach people, especially means how to teach them gotcha. how to do it. I wrote a textbook on that, first one in the world, the only one in the world. Um, but yeah, I teach all types of people. Um, doesn't matter who they are, age two to age 70 right now. H
4: two, I think people would be surprised to hear that, but it really isn't, I mean, this, this is it's a physical discipline. It doesn't mean talking about breaking boards and being silly, you know, big, stupid Taekwondo moves like in the movies. You're talking about just, I mean, discipline, learning something early, why not?
6: Yeah, there's a method of instruction I use to teach these kids that is top secret. People laugh but when they watch it. They're like, wow, this really works. And so I decided to start a class called Mommy and Me or Daddy and Me 2 and 3, and then they can do it with them. And then they take off a little bit, and then they can rejoin them at a little bit later date when they get older. Or they can keep continuing if they want.
4: The Olympic event itself, this this move, were you
6: surprised? Were you surprised
4: that it actually made the, the leap?
6: Um, here's the thing. Uh, my guy made it on the U.S. team in 2016. The next month, they announced the Olympics were going to be in Tokyo. And then we went to the world championship and got to see this whole display of a world-class uh, performance of music as well. There's a song called We Are Karate. Hmm. So a big deal. And then uh, we were supposed to, you know, 2020 is the Olympics. But uh, people get confused. Uh, my student is not going to be in the Olympics. He's on the U.S. para team, which is attached to the U.S. team. But yeah. there's four people that made it on to the Olympic team to go and compete. Four in karate, four in judo, and two in taekwondo. And the four people is Tom Scott, Ariel Torres, Sakura Kokomai, and also Brian Err. Now the the two, I, I don't even know if, if it's form the the correct. Yes, the, the two, for, for, kata. Kata is one of the events. It's a synchronized. It's a, a series of movements in a, in a pattern where you do block, punches, and kicks, and takedowns. But you are simulating combat in a stylistic way where you are in different stances. You cannot make any of this up. There's no music. You just have to do a pre arranged. Uh, sequence. Literally, thing. it is laid out
4: for you. You're not going out there and freelancing. Correct. You know, you're not. you know
6: freestyling.
4: Is what I'm. I guess I was looking for there.
6: Yeah, you have to be taught correctly how to do it. Otherwise, you will get laughed at because the people like that is not actually. It is an exact thing. A kata. A kata is an exact movement. Correct.
4: So, how do you score that?
6: Well, there's different ways of scoring it. For pair, they use scoreboards. Um, for the nationals, they use flags, red and blue. And there's five judges when they do the flags, and they have to choose. Uh, who they think is the better uh, of the two competitors usually, and then there's kumite, which is fighting.
4: I was going to say I was about to take a I was going to take a run and jump. I thought it was kumite, but I wasn't positive. Right. I okay. took yeah. when I was in college, all my PE classes I took in martial arts and and certain things stuck and certain things didn't. But kumite, I thought I had that right. That's sparring. That's now you're sparring against somebody. This is an actual uh, a toe to toe mano mano.
6: Correct. And the thing is, is that, uh, people don't know the difference between judo Taekwondo and karate, but they're all going to be there at the same time. Karate. Um, sorry, judo was in, introduced in 1964 Taekwondo in 2000 and karate now. Um, uh, but you can sweep, trip, punch throw them on the ground and they're going to be thinking, what is this? This is, this isn't judo. This isn't Taekwondo. Of course it's not sure. It's karate. It's karate.
4: I was going to, well, ju- judo is a lot of grappling, Absolutely. Uh, a lot of grappling Taekwondo, uh, higher kicks uh, it's said to be more aggressive. I'm not sure. Karate, really, the, the, the synthesis mm-hmm. more than anything else. I mean, including even, even in aspects of Tai Chi when you're talking about the kata, right?
6: Correct. You know, when you move, there's even a breathing kata called sanchen, which teaches you how to release stress. And there's so much uh, depth to karate that people just don't understand it. Um, it. It's just the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. That's just the way it is.
4: The, if, there, there will always be this debate and I don't, I'm not, I don't have an expert opinion on it at all. I'm a, I have, I've always kind of assumed most of the martial arts, as we know them originated in, in Korea. I know that it was, it was originally done. If you believe the legends, go no,
6: it's Japanese. It was, was it Japanese.
4: That? All right. Yeah. But there you go. And, uh, monks and people who were lazy and this was all an exercise program that was I know, centuries ago, eons ago and all the rest of the stuff. But clearly You still kind of have the stereotype of it being an indigenous Asian thing, but Americans have been, I mean, there have been dojos now that have been popping up since the 60s yeah, and before that. Uh, So is there a dominant country? Same question I've asked to some of the other guys. Is there a dominant country in the sport?
6: Yeah, so let's talk about Japanese martial arts. you got Judo, Sumo, Injitsu, Aikido, Iado, Karate-do, Kenpo, Kendo, all those came from Japan. And so uh, people get Tai Chi and Kung Fu, Wushu Kung Fu, White a Tiger, White Eyebrow Kung Fu, Drunken Kung Fu. That's all. White th- Eyebrow Tiger Kung Fu. <laughs> all right, <laughs> There's, that's a new one. That sounds like a
4: drink. All right, go ahead.
6: And that's all Chinese. Then you got uh, Hot Keto, Taekwondo, Tangsido. Um, and then they have a little offshoot. So that, and I started in Tong Sudo, which what Chuck Norris started in. Yeah, and uh, his teacher Pat Johnson is the creator, the fight choreographer for Karate Kid. So that's why they were the word karate and karate kid. And then, huh. then movie with Jaden Smith came out, and even the movie Jaden Smith walks away from his mom, and his mom goes, "Well, how was karate practice?" He's like, "It's not karate, mom. It's kung fu." <laughs> so <laughs> again, people are just confused because they think everything's karate, like everything's a Coke here. So you know, yeah, I every mean, soft drink house. is a Coke. Yeah,
4: I was gonna say it, it kung fu, in the little
6: translation, beautiful thing. I'm not too sure because I don't practice kung fu.
4: I don't know. I, that's that's what somebody told me one time, and I went with it. It sounded good. Um, so, uh, do you expect to see? And this, the, the, you know, hopefully, this will take and this will become a regular thing in summer Olympics. Do you see it actually increasing the the popularity of the sport the way snowboarding did? I uh, mean, nobody thought snowboarding was going to make it into the Olympics
6: either. Now look already kind of know what's going to happen in the future with that and karate is not slated to be in the olympics after this one time this is the only time really? you're going to see really
4: already they've made that decision absolutely why
6: <laughs> <laughs> jinx <laughs> <laughs> samezies where's the olympics it's in tokyo so yeah. they have choice of what they want to see but it's not the paralympics is not even going to be in tokyo either they they don't have karate in the paralympics either so it's just a choice by the ioc they make decisions what rises and falls to give you an idea, Tiger Woods made golf going into the Olympics because uh, before, it, it was Tiger Woods mm-hmm, before all that happened to him, you know, his wife. Yeah. Um, it was three weeks. Uh, they made it. The, he called them and three weeks later, they made a, a decision. And that is how golf made into the Olympics. Hmm. Well, you know what the IOC
4: is concerned with money, right. money, 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 money. The IOC makes about 80 percent of his entire budget from the Olympics. And then they control everything. And it's kind of a racket. But it, it's a racket we all enjoy. Um, I mean, will you be and and will you will you ask your students, your peer group, will we all be watching? I mean, whatever time it airs,
6: absolutely. You know, we're trying to get people to watch the people that are on the U.S. team and watch what they can do and where they're going to go. You know, there's also foreign countries we watch as well, how good of competitors they have. Uh, Spain has Sandra Sanchez, another guy from a country I can't even pronounce. His name is Rafael agaev He's a five-time world champion, but uh, we call Tom Scott Captain America. Ero Torres, he's got the Got Milk commercials. Sakura Kokumai is uh, doing all kinds of stuff, Panasonic and Ruffle and Polo. And Brian Er is the quiet guy that no one knows about. So there's a lot of uh, great character with these people that make them even a better you know, martial artist because okay. of who they are.
4: Anybody who gets into any martial art and actually stays with it for a while, the first thing that happens, I think, and it's certainly there's, there's mental, psychological, spiritual, physical advantages, which is an increase of confidence. There's an increase of confidence that is universal.
6: Absolutely. You know, before the pandemic, it was about discipline, but now it's about confidence and then building the discipline because everyone just, I think, got knocked down a peg or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this whole time, if you didn't learn a new skill or pick up something over the hall, you know, you can YouTube anything and figure it out pretty much, except you really can't learn everything on a video or on a book for martial arts. You have to be taught correctly. Otherwise, you you'll have issues or habits that you're going to have to break And that's another thing too, when I teach people, I teach a lot of people that come from different schools and different styles. Then I have to deal with their habits, which is fine. I tell them, look, what you learn might come in handy and it might not. But if I have someone that's fresh, that doesn't do anything, I can make them good much faster than if I have to go back and and fix them from what they learned before.
4: Now, we talked to the rock climbing uh, gentleman in here and and he said that the falling is what, 80% of what you're doing most of the time when you're climbing? Learning how to
6: fall in martial arts is a huge part of it. There's a gentleman that's a blackout of mine named Jim, Jim Hibbs, and he broke his arm. Uh, he was driving his motorcycle and a car pulled out. His wife's a doctor, and uh, he did a dive roll once he got hit and it saved his life. Just by wow. instinct. He didn't think about it. Correct. I guarantee you. Absolutely. So there's things that you don't even realize people are going to learn how it's going to help them in real life until it actually happens. So I have so many experiences of either self defense which I have a self-defense course. Actually I was going to do you
2: still teach that? Mm. The it's self-defense the, class?
6: There's a class tonight. Uh, yeah. We do it uh, now more than just quarterly. I'm going to have a three-week course condensed to get people, because people don't want to go for six weeks. They can't be that consistent. Sure. So I'm going to have to condense it into three weeks and go, look, you never know you might have to use this. Short and attention span theater. Yeah. My
3: daughters and I took his self-defense class. It was
6: great. Even highly, just the one time we came. I highly recommend it to anybody. I mean, why not? We've had a man how had to use it to save his family's life, actually. Yeah. So it's, it's I,
4: you're, you're, you're kind of a little curveball of a question here. As we wrap this one up in the hour, explore more here at Nougat radio every Friday, nine to 10. That's what we talk about. Listen, not just outdoors, even though we could do all this stuff outdoors. I mean, just things that'll get you off the couch, get you more motivated. We're trying to get Chattanooga in shape. What was it? The, the, the most in shape city that was announced later, earlier this week, Arlington, Arlington. That that will not stand. Chattanooga must take that 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 title. <laughs> All right, uh, but what what is your opinion on MMA? Because we had the huge fight uh, last weekend, and everybody's been talking about it ever since. I can't stand to watch it personally.
6: I haven't watched it since the fourth one. Um, speaking of which, I'm actually going to bring a UFC legendary person here in October. Ooh! And everyone's going to come to my dojo because they want to learn some jiu-jitsu and some ground fighting and maybe some wrestling. I was going to say. But here's the problem. Uh, I asked my sensei a long time ago. I even trained with a guy that actually fought the MMA, um, the Alaskan assassin. I asked my sensei, will you teach me to be in the, in the martial arts? Will you teach me to do that? And he goes, I can't train someone to hurt somebody else and have them feel good about that.
4: Thank you. That, I, it's just too brutal for me. I, I, I mean, I could watch I mean, the old days of heavyweight boxing, and it was the sweet science. I knew people's brains were getting rattled. I knew it hurt, but I still enjoyed watching. I can't. I can't enjoy MMA.
6: Yeah, for karate, it's, it's, you know, it's for defense only. But the other thing is the character of the people that are in those rings. Some people have great character, and some people just showed themselves where they are. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's right for the last fighter what he did and said things about someone else's family. I mean, is this wrong? Take, yeah, take, I agree. Take the, the last just few seconds here,
4: and again, plug away for your business. Tell people how to get in touch with you.
6: Sure, it's Greens Karate, greenskarate.com. We're on all social media, even MySpace. 423-405. <laughs> wow. still there, huh? Dojo, yeah, still there. Oh, no, you just dazed
3: yourself. I've Everything. got all of that posted to our
4: Facebook
6: page, too, as well. That's all right. All right. Thank I
4: you st- for having me on. I still own a pencil and a pad, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a phone with a cord. All right, Corey, good to see you, buddy. Thank I appreciate it. Thank and uh, and that's Thank it. Well, I mean, we still haven't even touched on, on surfing. We've still got breakdancing. We'll get there. You're going to find me a breakdancer. Oh, dancer. I'm going
3: to, yes. I can find me. a
4: surfer if you can find a breakdancer. <laughs> breakdancing is. If you're a breakdancer,
3: call me. 635 3557.
6: Mm. Breakdancing is moving and not
4: going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right. I can do that all day. <laughs> I, I, they should have called me. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. My y'all, y'all have a great weekend. Rockyology tonight, 6 p.m. Nugget Radio, right here, 92.7 live. Uh, do the streaming audio thing at the uh, Facebook page of the website. And however else you can listen and continue to spread the word, go to Fredpodcast.com for all the other extra special benefits. And they think of
1: all money NUGA Radio! <laughs> Three, two, one.
0: NUGA Radio, 92.7 FM's news now. The county school board will decide on Monday who will fill the shoes of Superintendent Dr. Brian Johnson. He announced that he'll be retiring by August the 17th, so an interim has to be selected quickly. They're taking applications starting now. The father of missing five-year-old girl Summer Wells of Hawkins County told the press there's a good chance his daughter is no longer alive. Despite the best efforts of law enforcement to track down his daughter, so far nothing has turned up. Mr. Wells believes his daughter was abducted,